The Cook Islands has just finished its second year exploring the ocean to see if deep-sea mining is still a possibility. Deep-sea mining involves extracting potato-sized rocks sitting on the seafloor kilometres below the surface. The rocks are called nodules and are packed with valuable metals like nickel and cobalt, often used for electric car batteries. Alex Herman from Cook Island Seabed Minerals Authority says the country has known about nodules since the 1970s. She says the government in the last 20 years has taken more active steps to sustainably develop the resource. But Ms Herman told Caleb Fotheringham it's too early to call if deep sea mining will actually take place. At this point, it's really important to be crystal clear that the Kohalans government is only allowing exploration. We have not made any decisions about whether we will allow mining or minerals harvesting to go ahead in the future because we currently don't have enough information and data to make a science-based decision. So for the time being, we're allowing exploration. That is a well-known activity that's been undertaken for decades now. We do not allow mining or minerals harvesting within our waters, and that's because we take a science-based and precautionary approach. I think that in the past, there may have been some media reporting internationally that the Cook Islands has already predetermined or made decisions in this regard, and I think this is good to, to make that clear. I suppose with the exploration, the goal for the companies would be to eventually mine if they can do it. Two years has gone by. Have you got any indication if mining is likely to happen or unlikely, or is is it still too early to say? So we've been very clear with the license holders that were granted exploration licenses. Getting an exploration license does not guarantee that you will then in the future be successful with obtaining a mining license. They're all clear on that, and they all understand that the onus is on them to show to the Cook Islands government and people and satisfy us that they will be able to commercially extract nodules from our waters in a way that is environmentally safe and economically feasible. In terms of indications as to whether we will or will not progress to the next phase, yes, I think it's a little too early to be making any indications on that. There's been a lot of commentary from NGOs, but also other countries and a lot of other countries, they talk about a moratorium in the high seas. So a little bit different, obviously, for the Cook Islands context, but a moratorium nonetheless. What's your view on people calling for a moratorium? Well, the Cook Islands has been quite clear on this issue. We fully respect every country's sovereign right to their own views, to their own positions. That's quite a fundamental right and one that we respect. So countries will assess this issue. They'll take their political positions as they see appropriate, um, and we respect that. Likewise, we would also ask that countries respect the Cook Islands' own sovereign decision-making that we are doing. We're clear that we're taking a precautionary approach. We're clear that our actions are well in line with the UN Convention on the Law of the Sea. So we just ask that reciprocal respect. And I think that's something that's been happening recently. How much of an economic benefit could deep sea mining be to the Cook Islands? We're aware that if there is a decision to move to the harvesting phase, potential economic benefits might be around fiscal tax benefits as far as royalties and tax 
taxes um, on the activities. At this stage, we want to continue to focus on exploration. We don't want to get ahead too ahead of ourselves. We are aware that there are potential economic benefits um, if the sector does progress to the harvesting phase. I know we obviously don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but I imagine that would have had to be looked into because the Cook Islands are still putting in resources even in the exploration phase. I mean, do you have any sort of indication of how much money could be brought in? So over the years, we have been working with international organisations and receiving expert technical advice. And that's on a number of issues, including our fiscal regime. So there has been some internal modelling done for the Cook Islands government. We do think it's too premature at this stage to discuss any of those figures that have been um, put together. But we do have some indication of what that might look like. But again, we consider it too premature to, to start to talk about that publicly until we have a better sense of how this um, sector is going to progress. Now, when we look at the exploration phase and potentially the uh, minerals harvesting phase, yes, there is a, a focus or there is an interest on the potential economic benefits. Now, the Cook Islands government is quite clear. We see that there are a number of benefits through this exploration phase. And I talked about the knowledge and research advancement. Other areas include the benefits to our Cook Islands people. We're seeing a lot of capacity building happening. We're seeing training opportunities. We're seeing scholarships being offered for Cook Islands people. So there is actually quite a wide range of benefits happening during the exploration phase. And also we're seeing the use of goods and services. So we're quite pleased that the anticipated benefits that we expected through the exploration phase um, are, are coming to fruition. Um, but we're also clear that if there isn't a clear path, and if we can't make a science-based decision on whether we move to the harvesting phase, we won't go there. So the government has been very clear about that from the outset, and we'll continue to ensure that we're making science-based decisions.